You're listening to Podcasting Made Simple, where we deliver weekly masterclass episodes that help podcast hosts and podcast guests elevate their podcasting game. I am your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Today's episode features audio from a session of the latest PodPros quarterly event. To learn more about the speaker in this episode, along with other helpful resources, including the video version of this episode and links to attend next quarter's event, please visit podpros.com slash 194. And now please enjoy today's episode. Have you ever felt like you're giving away your best content inside of every interview that you do, but you're still not getting the leads that you were hoping for? This is a really common problem. And the reason is because most podcast guests are great at what they do. They're passionate about it, but they're not so great at knowing how to present their information in a way that's going to compel someone listening to take action. And this is one of the biggest reasons that people give up on being a podcast guest altogether, because Whenever you're investing your time and your energy into doing something that's supposedly going to help you grow your brand, grow your business, but you're not seeing much of an ROI on that time invested, you're not getting those new leads, you're not seeing those sales coming in, that can feel really discouraging. And you probably might wonder if it's even worth your time at all. And the reason for this is because it's one thing to know how to create great content. It's one thing to know your topic. It's one thing to be passionate about it. But when you know how to deliver your content in a way that compels someone listening to take action, that's when you'll see listener engagement spike. And you'll start to see a steady stream of leads coming in from every interview that you do. And you'll finally get to experience what it's like to be one of those in-demand guests that people just can't stop raving about. My name is Courtney Elmer, and what I'm going to show you next is how to optimize every single podcast interview that you do so that you're spending your time speaking to the right audiences on the right shows, and delivering the right kind of content within your interview to move the right listeners to action. Now, there's five steps to this process. The first is to find the specific shows that your audience listens to. I can't emphasize enough how important this is, and in a moment, I'll explain why. Second, you're going to evaluate those shows to make sure that they're worth your time. Third, you're going to pitch yourself by positioning yourself as a problem solver for that host's audience. Fourth, you will effectively control the conversation within the interview. And then fifth and finally, move those listeners to action. Now, chances are you're doing various pieces of this process to some degree already. Otherwise, you wouldn't be appearing on shows as a guest. But chances are that you haven't quite optimized this process as much as you could Otherwise, you wouldn't be sitting here listening to me right now. And this process starts with first understanding who you are speaking to and where to find them. And to illustrate why this is so important, step back in time with me about five years ago at the very beginning of my business. I knew that in order to get more visible, in order to grow and gain brand awareness, that I had to get in front of people. And for me, Appearing on podcasts seemed like an easy way to do that. All I'd have to do is show up, answer someone else's questions, and then share that interview whenever it went live. But I can also remember the two-plus-page Google document that I had of shows that I had been on, and then looking at my email list and seeing that it was the exact same size after those shows as it was before. Something just wasn't adding up. Now, fast forward to present day. I've since launched a podcast of my own. And as a globally ranked host, we get pitched all the time, which as you can imagine, 
I have to be very selective about the guests we bring on the show. And sometimes a guest looks awesome on paper, but when they come on the episode, they fall flat and they just don't give the listener experience that we were hoping for, which also most likely meant that they didn't get the ROI they were hoping for either from appearing on a top-ranked podcast. And so the more that I continued hosting interviews and appearing as a guest on other people's podcasts, the more I realized what the missing link was. And it's this, a lack of audience alignment. Because before you can hope to convert an audience, you have to know who your audience is and more importantly, where specifically to find them. I'm going to let you in on a little insider secret here. The tool that we love the most for finding shows that our ideal audience listens to is called listennotes.com. Now, this is where you can go to search any show. You can see their global ranking and you can search similar suggested shows and see their rankings too. And the reason this is important has to do with something called listener psychology. Because when you are speaking to an aligned audience, an audience that is most similar to your audience, your topic is going to land with them and have a much greater impact because you will be speaking specifically to their unique pain points and their specific desires and the specific results that they're looking to achieve, which means that not only will you be well-equipped to solve their problem, but most importantly, this is so cool, you're going to be able to increase the perceived value of what you deliver within your interview simply by positioning yourself more effectively from the onset. You're then going to evaluate those shows. You want to make sure that the podcast appearances you're doing are actually worth your time. You're busy. You don't have time to waste your time. So for me, when I am looking at other shows and my vetting process, I'm looking at these shows through the lens of A, can I help this audience? And B, is this show of equal or greater size to mine? Now, we're ranked among the top one and a half percent of shows in the world right now. And because my personal goal right now is show growth and audience growth, I'm only looking to spend my time on podcasts whose shows are equal or greater size to mine. Maybe your strategy looks different. Maybe your goal is different. Maybe you don't have a podcast of your own, but you still want to be vetting those shows to make sure that you're getting in front of an aligned audience and a sizable enough audience to where you have a greater likelihood of the people listening to that show taking action. This boils down to simple numbers. Now, this doesn't mean you have to be on the biggest shows in the world. Certainly speaking to a very niche very targeted audience can be just as effective. But this is a helpful tool before you book that interview to actually make sure that it's an aligned audience and it's a show worth being on. So once you've identified the best fit shows, you can then pitch the host just like you would normally do with a tool like Podmatch or just by reaching out directly. But here's where most guests miss the mark because it's not what you say in your pitch that gets a host's attention but how you position yourself when you pitch. And the positioning is a huge step that most people completely miss. It's the difference between me saying, hey, I'm Courtney Elmer, I'm a top-ranked podcast host, and I'm an expert in helping people leverage podcasts to grow their business. And here are the five topics I can talk about on your show, and I'd love for you to bring me on. Versus me approaching that host and saying, hey, listen, because I've noticed your audience is looking for effective ways to build their authority, and increase visibility and drive traffic to their business, it'd be my honor to share my secrets for launching a top-ranked podcast with your audience and showing them how they can leverage it as a lead generation machine within their business. Would you be interested? 
Any host in their right mind will likely say yes to a pitch that positions you not just as an expert, but as an expert who can help their audience solve a very specific problem. Now, in case you're wondering how this is relevant to you being able to convert more listeners to leads from your interviews, listen closely to my voice right now because I'm going to reveal that to you next. Okay, so you've laid some groundwork here. You've increased your likelihood of converting more listeners simply by making sure that that audience is an aligned fit. You've vetted those shows so you know the interview is worth your time. And you've effectively positioned yourself as an expert who can help that host's audience solve a specific problem. So now it's time for the final piece of what I call the pre-interview setup, which is to control the conversation by giving your host the questions that you want them to ask you. I know, I know. Before you say it, let me be clear. Of course, the host still has the liberty to ask you whatever they want. It's their show. But let's just imagine for a second, just imagine with me, that you're the host of a very popular podcast. Chances are you're booking those interviews back to back. You're showing up with a cup of coffee and a glass of water and the guest's bio, and you really haven't prepared for that interview. So you're just asking whatever questions come up off the top of your head without a very real plan to lead the conversation to a definitive end, which would be your call to action, you, the guest. So the episode ends. They ask you a question that sometimes almost seems like an afterthought. Hey, by the way, where can people find you online? And you give a list of all the places you have an online presence and the interview ends and the host publishes it and you sit back, you wait for the leads to come in and nothing happens. But when you know how to control the conversation and make it appear like you're doing the host a huge favor by saving them time from having to come up with questions to ask you to elicit your genius, you're suddenly going to stand out in their eyes as someone who has just taken the time to make their life easier. And for that, they will feel that deep and intrinsic human need to reciprocate by asking you the questions you've presented to them. I did this recently for a big online summit that I was part of. The host asked me every single question that I gave her, which made it very easy for me to solve the specific problem that I came on that interview to solve and even easier to give a clear call to action at the end to get people to sign up for what I was offering them and thus convert those listeners into leads. So already you've leveled up your interview game simply by positioning yourself in front of an aligned audience, positioning yourself as a problem-solving expert, and positioning yourself as the host's new best friend. So now it's time to give your interview. Now, hopefully the host will ask you the questions that you've given them ahead of time, to which you've strategically prepared answers that identify the specific problem the listener is experiencing as it relates to your topic, to agitate that problem, and then to solve that problem from a high level on air. The old PAS, Problem Agitate Solve Model at Work. But why does this work? Well, again, it goes back to listener psychology and the old adage that no one cares how much you can help them. No one cares until they know how much you care. So simply by showing them that you have a keen awareness of their specific problem, which is intensified by the fact that you have pre-selected this audience who you know struggles with this exact problem, you will effectively trigger all the little receptors in their brain that want to get this problem solved and they want to get it solved now. And they will be eagerly looking to you for the answer, which is then when you will hit it home by briefly solving that problem on air and then moving your listeners to a specific call to action, inviting them to take the next step with you, which if you've been paying attention is ideally going to answer the next question or solve the next 
problem that your potential prospect, your listener has at that point. And they're going to take the action because they want that problem solved, effectively bringing you a brand new lead for every person who hears that episode, both now and in the future, who listens and who has that problem and who wants that problem solved. And don't say it. I know what you might say next, which is, well, Courtney, I already give a call to action at the end of my episodes and it hasn't worked. And if that's you, my question to you is this. Have you done the other steps that I've outlined here for you today before you deliver that CTA? Now, if the answer is yes, then please reach out to me and I will personally help you pinpoint the issue. But if the answer is no, then you can't say that it doesn't work because you haven't properly teed up the CTA. And it's not your fault because until this moment in time right now, chances are you didn't know how or that you even needed to. But now that you're armed with this knowledge, it's time for you to put it into action. So here are your next steps. Step one, you're going to re-listen to this training and you are going to listen closely because when you pay attention, not just to what I'm saying, but to how I'm saying it, you're going to notice that what I've just done throughout this entire training is I've identified and agitated the problem you're currently experiencing of not being able to get a better ROI from your podcast interviews. And I've effectively solved that problem for you from a high level by preempting the potential questions and objections that you would likely encounter in executing this process and essentially solved each of those for you already so that by the time you get to this part of the lesson, you should feel completely confident in carrying out the steps I lay out for you next. Step two, you're going to revisit your list of dream podcasts, those dream shows that you want to be on. But instead of looking at them through the lens of how much credibility can this show give me, you're now going to look at them through the lens of how likely is it that this audience would want to learn from me and potentially buy from me. Step three, you're going to revisit your pitching strategy because to be an effective guest, you must first and always Position yourself as an effective problem solver for the host audience. And remember, the more specific the problem that you can solve, the better. Step four, you're going to do everything that is within your power to control the conversation inside of the interview by first giving that host a list of specific questions to ask you that's going to elicit the exact answers you need to give. And by preparing those answers in order to identify the problem the listener is experiencing as it relates to your topic, to agitate that problem, and then to solve that problem for the listener on air. And finally, last but not least, and most importantly, you're then going to give a clear call to action at the end of your episode, inviting your listener to take the natural next step with you. So you can stop wasting your time on interviews that don't give you any return and start structuring your content delivery in a way that compels someone listening to take action. Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcasting Made Simple. If you enjoyed what you just heard, please share a screenshot or picture of yourself listening to it on social media. Be sure to tag us so we can follow you and also reshare it. Additionally, if you know someone who would benefit from listening to this as well, please send it their way. For show notes and resources from this episode, please visit podpros.com slash 194. Thank you again for listening and I'm looking forward to bringing you another masterclass episode next week.